Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing Live. It's Monday the 28th of November. Well, it is in the UK. I don't know where I am at this minute in time. Spread you go all over the joint. That's neither here nor there. And I'm joined today, well, first and foremost, I'm Tony Haggerty, at a Haggerty 10. You know the Joe, you know the, the Twitter handle by now. I'm joined, as always, by Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW and Aidan McDonald at Aidan C. McDonald. Now, gentlemen, before I do anything, I'd just like to say <laughs> good to be back. <laughs> Wonderful to be back. I've been around and about, as you all know. There you have it. The Egypt's back from down under. The UK Thunder from down under. But first and foremost, Black Friday offer, guys. It's still going on. It ends on Wednesday midnight. So to take advantage of this incredible offer, a pound for six months of full access for everything that we do on the website, everything that's written and access to the pods. You know what to do. Click that button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's a magic offer, Black Friday, a pound for six months of full access to everything. Just hit the button. You know the score, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Now, gentlemen, did you miss me? Or like, did you miss me like the toothic? Basically, yeah, it was one of those <laughs> ones, yeah. The world one bat's got it tricky. Right, <laughs> yeah, it's truth. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. So how are we, Sean? How are we, Aidan? All good? Not bad, aye. Eh? Not bad, yourselves. Good, good, good. Enjoying the World Cup? Take an avid interest uh, in the Celts. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it because it's on, but I can't say it's been, it's not been, yeah. not been yeah. really catching me, no. A lot not catchy. Although I was watching it last night, which I suppose will come to first in it before we go into the power rankings. That uh, yes, Josip Juranovic was facing off against potentially yes. successor uh, last night in Alistair Johnston. Did you watch indeed. it? I did indeed. Yeah, you sleeping? Yeah. No, you not. You not sleeping? Well, I, in between, <laughs> yeah, in between falling asleep, but I, I was, uh, I was a bit as awake as Josip Juranovic was for the first cross that came in for your man to bullet the header. In. Well, there you go, Lanky's uh, Lanky sixty seven's channel and that that kind of <laughs> attitude there. Yeah. Um, it didn't do that bad after that. I don't yeah, think. He really, did get. He did get. He uh, did get out jump for the <laughs> for the, the, the opening goal. But do you know, I mean, that, when that kind of ball comes in, is it your right back you're looking at or one of the centre backs? Well, I, I don't course. know. But I, I mean, he he got out jumped individually. So yeah. and then uh, Johnston decided to uh, get nutmegged for the, yeah. the Croatia equaliser. So I, I just think it's kind of microcosmic of Juranovic. It was a very Juranovic type goal to lose, wasn't it? You've been in that movie or you've seen that movie before at club level, so you're thinking nothing changes. You know? It's just like it is what it is, you know. So, but hey, hey, where, where do you go, Aidan? Would you? This is a weird question, right? But I like it. Uh, Michael Ross, where we hypothetical. If you hadn't seen Josip Juranovic play before last night and you were just judging it on one of those two from that game, uh, what one would you go for? That is a difficult question. Uh, <laughs> is it difficult because you were impressed by both or because you weren't particularly? Uh, <laughs> no I, obviously, like Tony's already mentioned, Juranovic wasn't uh, great for the goal in terms of his position. It looked like he was trying to almost like, move one way to maybe try and like, cover the cross to get it out the park and then he just let like, uh, Davis right in front of him to build a header, but then also got the assist. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the not... Probably mean a bit of a normal performance for Iran, which this season it's been a bit inconsistent for Johnson. I thought he did all right. I know he did get not made for that goal, but that it was happen. a good pass. It was a good pass. <laughs> uh, probably in terms of last night, I think I'd probably still go for Iran, just because he got the assist. But if he hadn't got the assist, yeah, it would have been probably Johnson. Yeah, 
nailing his colours to the mast there, Tony. You in agreement? I'm always on the Iranovich train. So <laughs> Yeah, you walk about them Barton singing Fireball all the time. Slash, <laughs> <laughs> you know my thoughts on Juranovic. I, I said it before, and we, yourself and myself got roundly slated when we kind of put him in a 12 to 15 million bracket. But I think I think your eye test and my eye test told you what you were watching. And mm. whilst he was a better than average player, and at times could be very good, I, I wasn't getting carried away with the hyperbole surrounding him in terms of, and I know like Atletico Madrid made inquiries about it and he was very flattered by that and he mentioned that himself and stuff but you know I still think if you get that kind of figure for Juranovic you would be doing very well because if you've you've spread before Sean he's 27 and he's got one big move left in him and if Celtic can get double figures of millions for him then I think they'll have done very well for a guy they signed for two and a half million quid what that what that double figures millions will be is anybody's guess it's what somebody's willing to pay for him still think there's touches of erraticness about Juranovic, positional erraticness in particular. I think going forward he's very good, as he showed. Uh, Alistair Johnson, it's very hard to make any kind of sound judgment on him because you've not seen too much of him. But, you know, Andrew Gillespie said he looked good in Canada's first game and he, and he looked okay against Croatia as well. So, Robert Gibson disagreeing wholeheartedly, um, not overly impressed. Yeah, yeah, well, he's, he's bang average. Yeah, so Again, we, it's a small sample size. If I you're just judging exactly on the World know. Cup, I've put the I've put Stuart Ross's in-depth scouting report in the comments. Mm-hmm. He's obviously Stuart won't have just based it on the World Cup. He's yeah. went and dived into the the clips of his Montreal, um, uh, his Montreal spell spell at Montreal, sorry and stuff. So I would, I mean, I've, I presume two years I've read it. I know you have in. Tony, you had a chance in between sleeps. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, <laughs> reading, I've been reading the stuff, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a wonderful. Pretty positive, pretty positive about him. Yeah. Um, in terms of how he might adapt if he were to come to Celtic, I, uh, which I, I think I, by I, all accounts seems to be getting a bit closer. Um, I loved how the commentator at the BBC comes at John Champion yesterday just set everybody on red alert by saying, Alistair <laughs> Johnston, who has uh, agreed if he was Celtic and will become a Celtic player. And everybody was like that, but in the airplane, went, oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> people started losing it, you know. So, uh, yeah, but, and I guess when he said that, all the Celtic supporters started to watch him closely and start to dissect things that he does and all that. And, it, you know, so if Celtic have signed him, then again, Sean, it's another indication of acting like a big club, getting a business yeah. done early, identifying someone, bringing them in and... If Josip Juranovic does leave, then there's a ready-made replacement or someone who can fill that role and compete with Anthony Ralston for that starting shot. So that surely that's what you want. That's that's the way big clubs operate, especially a, a big club that's operating within certain financial parameters. So if they've gone out and scoped this guy, identified them and brought him in, then that, that's great. I mean, that's the way. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a Celtic team or, or board and you know, work in unison like this and really, really do their business properly. And that, I think that's all the Celtic supporters want and that's what puts a smile on your face, doesn't it? Well, Tony, that's what me and Aidan were talking about that Friday and uh, Kena said, I think the days of Stephen Fletcher, will he won't he on the final yeah. day of a window are gone right. and all that, I think, well, which is to everybody's benefit, including the players. Uh, Max Stark coming in here saying, need to remember... Johnston was playing on the right of a back three for most of the game. Played right back, Andy, and I, of course, Canada play a back three, and he did drop back uh, as well. He also plays right wing back mostly for Montreal as well, but Stuart kind of deals with that in his, in his scouting report in terms of 
although it's not the same system, again, I say this on Friday with you, Aidan, but in, in terms of it's not the same system, but they do enjoy a lot of the ball, they do attack, they do press fairly high, so there are similarities there that we might let them adapt a wee bit quicker than otherwise would be the case if it was coming from a team that a three at the back was essentially a five at the back, that kind of thing. Um, any more comments on Juranovic or Johnston or the, the JJJ derby? Hey, I just wanted to touch on about Johnston. I've, actually, there was a couple of times, particularly at the start of the game last night, where he won a few headers in the middle of the park and he was sort of cutting through uh, the centre of the midfield almost to like spray a couple of passes, mm-hmm. which, you know, if he's comfortable doing stuff like that, he should suit the inverted role that Andrew's going to potentially have him playing. So mm-hmm. I thought that was quite a positive, very small sample size, obviously. And after Croatia got back in the game, also they went on to win quite easily. So it was a bit of a struggle for Canada. But at the start, I thought it showed from an attacking point of view some traits that's quite positive for an Ange Postnikoglu Celtic team. So just wanted to touch on that. Sean, that's what you're looking out for. We bang on about those idiosyncrasies and those behaviours mm. and those patterns that you can a player fit in to the system. And you can see exactly why Ange scoped this guy or he's been scoped out. And so, because you did, that's what you were watching for. Can he play that role uh, and, and sort of fitting into that and doing doing things, looking good going forward, coming inside and all that? So, that the, these were the behaviours and the patterns that you were watching out for. And then mm-hmm. taking into account his, his overall game, but there's certain as the idiosyncrasies that you're watching for and thinking, okay, can I envisage him doing that in a Celtic jersey? The way the manager operates, can I envisage the guy playing for my team? Yes, I can. Therefore, that's why they've signed him. Yep. Um, Lanky came in saying he's got a good bit of versatility about his played right back, centre back, centre mid, and right mid. I kind of caveat that with centre mid's never been at senior level. That was at, that was at college. He played centre mid, switched to right back uh, before he, he kind of get drafted and stuff. And um, since then, I think what was it said on Friday? Then it's like ten thousand senior minutes, and it's like nearly eight thousand at, at right back or right wing back. So that's that is his position. He's occasionally played centre back, um, not the tallest for a centre back, but as you've seen at times last night, slotting at a back three, which means he's pretty good with the ball as well. Uh, and right mid, I suppose, in a 3-4-3 is right wing back, right mid, whatever you want to put it. But Lanky's got a point, he has played there. And similarly, like, we've got a famous example in the squad of someone who started at centre mid at youth level, became a full-back, and since it's Ange Postecoglou that's the manager, the skill set that that brings through into the full-back role when it's inverted uh, has well, just shone through, as you'll see with the rankings in a minute. And that's Greg Taylor, who obviously played centre mid for uh, Kilmarnock as a younger yeah. So that bodes well as well. Yeah, you kind of say he's going to do the same as what Taylor did, but Lanky's got a point. He did play centre mid uh, when he was in college, so he's got that background of having to use the ball and seeing the ball a lot. Yeah. So talking of rating, Sean, this yep. is where you take centre stage with the <laughs> Celtic way power rankings for the first part of the season. And yep. you'll explain how this works for those who are still maybe arguing to toss over certain players, but... The floor's yours. Explain what we do here and how it all comes about. Uh, well, you'll know. I mean, we put them up every week in, uh, or every well, twice a week if they're playing, twice a week, three times a week if they're playing, three times a week. But we do every single game. Uh, either myself or Tony will do detailed player ratings. Aidan actually done his first one the other day during the Sydney Super Cup, didn't you, Aidan? Uh, very generous, I think it was. But uh, mm. it was uh, so we do that every every game, basically detailed player ratings. 
emphasis on the detail to really more than the actual rating at the end of it. it when, when you need to explain it, put it that way. You need to justify why you're giving them the rating. You can't just do tabloid speak of played well, miscued a couple of passes, six, that kind of thing. You need to proper paragraphs, proper detailed explanations for it. So whether it's myself or Tony that submits it, I collate them in a spreadsheet throughout the season. As we did last year, if you've been watching since last year, you'll know what I'm talking about. But just for those that, that, have, that have not really done it with us before. So I put them in the, the spreadsheet. The only caveat being if it's like a sub-appearance, you only get a two or a three or a four or a ten. You've been on for five minutes, that kind of thing. Then it doesn't feel fair to really let that take down your average rating. So we'll scrap those and it's only substantial game time appearances that count. We average them all out uh, and we put them basically put, put you to them as power rankings. Um, and we, we haven't done one this season yet because although there was an international break, which is usually <coughs> when we do them, I thought, well, there's a five-week break coming up for the World Cup, so we might as well wait until then, do it as a, like, the, that is the, the natural kind of uh, gap to do it. So we've done it and we're up Saturday. A, a bit of minor controversy, Tony, uh, as usual. But the, the important thing before I flick these up to remember is we've not just pulled these out of nowhere. Uh, we've not just pulled them out of our back pockets. It is based on the detailed ratings. Now, I must admit, if there are any complaints, follow them to Tony Haggerty because he's done the majority of the ratings. But um, it's basically, yeah, it's based on the ratings rather than just at the end of this week <laughs> period. The game's just going, right, we'll put him top, we'll put him third, that kind of thing. Um, so, And as I said to Stuart Ross, if there are <laughs> any complaints, we'll talk about it for five minutes and then agree that I was right. Kind of Brian Clough stance on that one, guys. Mm-hmm. All right, but no. Uh, right, before before I put it up, actually, there, there is one threshold, and that is twenty percent of competitive minutes, which is four hundred fourteen minutes. Right, so you've got to have played that to be in consideration. So there's twenty one people qualify for that. Uh, the closest that that made it in was uh, James Forrest with four hundred forty one minutes, and the ones that didn't, for instance, Oliver Abelgard, James McCarthy, and then the likes of Scott Bain. Um, Benjamin Seagrass, Scott Robertson and different thing, uh, different ones like that so there's 21 and we do it in reverse order, I'll put the full um, the link to the full explanations and stuff which you've got wee stats and stats bomb graphics and all that kind of stuff uh, let her throw it but he's ready boys to- Aidan you're, you're in the ideal position here you can just slate this if you want But uh, so there we go in reverse order there which is arguably the most controversial one as well Leo Labada 21st, Tony. The guy's getting yeah. like nine goals this season. How's that came about? Well, he's had lots of kind of eights, a nine, and then he's dipped to like four at one point, mm-hmm. hasn't he? A couple of times, four and fives and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's the it's the average, isn't it? A bad is very up and down, as opposed to Carter Vickers, who's a steady Cameron Carter Vickers eight, Aye. stroke nine, as we call him. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, and so I, you know, that's the thing with Abada. You mm-hmm. get what you get. Well, I've said before, the impetuosity of youth sometimes. Sometimes it can be really, really good. Other times it can be bang average. And I think that that kind of power ranking placement at mm-hmm. the minute shows that he has peaks and troughs. Even last year, Tony, that he was he was perennially, and I think we've done, what, four or five entries last year, the power rankings, yep. and he was always lower than what people expected. But yeah. It's the same rationale. It's all right. Maybe yeah. this year there's slightly more sub appearances than last year, but last year I always felt it was because he wasn't able to be rotated, so he was in the team virtually every week for most of the, the yeah. certainly the first two thirds of the season, and 
couldn't really be rotated out of a rut. So if he was in it, he had, if he was in a rut, he had to play through it. And you're talking, and you're talking, I more fours and fives than than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which brings it down, obviously, and I'm not talking fours and fives where he's getting the, the ten minutes or so because obviously we wiped them. I'm talking yeah. games where he started, he's still getting fours and fives from one of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's just been ineffectual for a lot of them. But then you look at his, um, and this kind of exemplifies it, I suppose. His run of games, he'd, like, the Dundee United game, the Ross County game, the Rangers game. That's been his standout run, three games, yeah. and so far that's more than half his goals and half his assists just in those three games. Whereas the rest of the games. Obviously, the other half of his goal, uh, the other half of his assists and stuff, but the rest of his games have been definitely below par compared to those three. Aidan, are you surprised he's that low, or, or do you kind of see why he's ended up there? I'm a wee bit surprised he's that low, uh, just given the amount of kind of goals and that he has had. But I, I know, I understand what you're saying that he can go missing in quite a lot of games, particularly some of the European games. He was almost a man down at times. So, I, I guess my maybe opinion just clouded a wee bit because of hat tricks mm. against Dundee United and goals against Rangers. But <laughs> it, it, make, it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense why he's that low because I know his output sometimes isn't the best. Dies a Maida, Tony 20th, I think. I mean, I've, I've said he's in it. It's not really like a badder. It's not like he's playing and getting fours and fives. He's playing, playing all right, but kind of not standing out. So, he's getting sixes a lot. Yeah. That's why he's ended up down there. Uh, Kaiser obviously missed the wee, the wee intro uh, saying Turnbull and Forrest have played about a game and a half this must be average performance you're correct that is exactly what it is um, it's average performance throughout the whole first that first bit of this season um, Kaiser so all our detailed ratings collated averaged out uh, and I Abad and uh, Maida are propping up the, the table Tony um, he says Forrest there he actually also uh, Kaiser comes in and says Starfield has been injured for months. He's still played more than James Forrest has played. Um, still played more minutes. Uh, yeah. Is there anybody else, Aiden, in that, see that bottom half, or bottom 11, if you want to put it that way, that can uh, either surprises you or you thought would be lower or thought would be higher? Uh, I thought maybe Hak Sabanovic might have been a, a, wee, a wee bit higher, but I suppose he didn't come in till a wee bit later and then it was a wee bit longer before he was involved, but you know, I would see the bottom half, it's probably relatively what, what I expected, I would say. Tony? Aye, well, we spoke off here and we said that Haxabanovich, if he keeps up his uh, form, will crash that top 10, no bother. Maybe Aye, he can definitely. go higher, you know, and also as well, possibly Aaron Moy, uh, because Moy's been late coming to the party, hasn't he? But the games he's played, and he's average, yeah, I'm only too low being crucial, yeah. And I get that, but he's only started really stringing it together, hasn't he, of late? So, you know, I, I fully expect if Moy continues in that vein as well, uh-huh. then he'll, both him and Haxabanovich will be in the top 10, no bother. Uh-huh. Um, Andrew Gilly obviously saying Moy too low being crucial in the absence of McGregor. I and no. Uh, yeah, he, he said, he, as I've wrote in the thing, his average performances. I'm not surprised where he is really because he said standout displays, he's had excellent displays at the eight and the six since arriving, and he said subpar displays. So yeah. I'm not really surprised that it's averaged out to him being a pretty average kind of entry in this, really. Yeah, but um, I, I see, I think those two of the bottom 10 or, or, or 11, after, uh, 11 there, yeah, those mm-hmm. two are the ones you can see crashing the top 10, aren't you? 
Moy and Haksibanovic. I think so. I, uh, I possibly Starfelt as well. If he gets a a run of games and is is a steady Eddie alongside Cameron Carter Vickers, you know. Mm-hmm. So that those three in particular are, and and, and possibly Maida and Abada. I expect Maida to rise, and I expect yeah, Abada to rise yeah, if, they, if so, they get a grip of the kind of form, but not necessarily into the top ten, depending but, on the, the know, form of you, others. Isn't it? I look at. Certainly that top eight, for me, is a reflection of the best players at Celtic this season, without a shadow of a doubt. We can move into the top eight. Um, if you want, no, I don't suppose anybody's surprised about Juranovic maybe nominating the top ten this time. Although I would say um, about Juranovic that, although we talk about that Atletico Madrid thing, maybe turning his head and stuff, just after that, when he began the campaign... His run of eight matches, his, his average rating was like a seven point four. He was, he yeah. was, he brought it at the start of the season. It's only since then uh, that it's kind of, he's found it difficult to stand out. And his average rating across the kind of second half of those this opening run of fixtures has been closer to a six. So that's ended up with him in the, in the well outside the top ten. But yeah. I mean, when you get into the top ten, I think a lot of people might be well. There's a few comments about Jens being a bit high, but at the same time, I think he's been pretty consistently good. Um, with and this, this is kind of ties into the number one spot, Tony. Um, it actually ties in with more than Jens, it ties in with all of the other back four and the keeper. But Jens's performance levels that dipped, they dipped for like three games to like a noticeably poorer standard, mm. and it, it, it was the three games that Carter Vickers was out. So, I mean, you take from that, I think, exactly what it says in the tin, yeah, correct. And you know, we're stressing that these are the average. Rankings, yeah, of every game since the Aberdeen yeah. game at the start so, of the season. I so just that we know your own personal rankings, you would have players higher up, but this is, Taylor first, for instance, Tony. I, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I'm seeing comments coming and saying this guy should be higher. That no, they're mm-hmm. based on the rankings or the ratings, man by man, detailed man by man ratings that myself, Sean, and Aiden give these guys. So, and then it's averaged out, so we can't stress that enough. And, you know, it's of course, uh, mm-hmm. it's not going to be to to everybody's liking, but there's not an exact mm-hmm. science to it, but there's a form of science to the way we do it, Sean, isn't there? Aye, this, the, the way we put it last year was, at the end of the season, whoever's top will be a player of the year, and it's almost, it's the eye test player of the year for yeah. us. Because obviously it's not scientific, it's just it's our, it's our ratings from the games. But yeah. I, I still find it interesting to see, one, do we know what we're talking about? <laughs> and two, if we don't, where is it that we're not seeing the things that other people are seeing? Uh, and Abada seems to be one that that is constantly uh, yeah. lower than what people think. But I, I do think it's a pretty simple explanation for that, and it's just simply that he's inconsistent, yeah. so he's not getting enough of the good ratings to, to outweigh the bad. But And, um, and you see somebody like, you know, William Lamont asking how many games has Ralston started, but you know he's met the he's met the minutes threshold. Yeah, he's made the minutes threshold and every game he's played he's arguably been the man of the match or second mm-hmm. or third, you know, with a with a seven or, or an eight, and I think one game he got a nine, didn't he? I believe. I'm trying he's, to remember. He's played nearly eight hundred minutes. He was right. not even close to not making a call off. He's played plenty. Yeah. And I seen a comment saying about McGregor as well. McGregor's been out for like eleven games, but yeah. he, played, he played like every minute before it. So he was nowhere near not meeting the yes. threshold either. And you've got to remember, and this is where recency biases coming in with people. McGregor was excellent 
apart from that St Mirren game, McGregor was excellent mm-hmm. virtually for every minute that he was on the park. So, if anything, I was surprised he was fifth and not top three. Um, yeah. So I think I, I think you need to remember it's it's the entirety and not just the past few weeks. People are saying they're surprised where Taylor is, but yeah, I, I, I was surprised. I thought Taylor and Ralston might be but that's, that's, that's the way that I averaged out. So. And you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't bat an eyelid at that if Taylor and Ralston swapped, mm-hmm. would you? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that, that that's fine. But again, we go back to it and say, well, it's the average ratings. So that, that's fair enough, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaiser saying about Starfelt being out. Same thing as McGregor. All right, he never played as much as McGregor, but he's he's played more. He played more than Forrest, Starfelt. Mm-hmm. So, um, aye, it's, uh, right, so Kyogo, eighth. And this is where I think you need to remember last year's rankings, Tony. Kyogo was top of the first one, and then I think top three right through until the last one. I think he f- did he finish fourth? I think he finished fourth. But that average rating is the same average rating as what he was top with at the first rankings entries last year. So to me, that's that just tells me that Kyogo's actually started the season pretty well. But the amount of players that are stepping up is night and day compared to last year, where... Kyogo averaging around about a seven was enough to be top at the first rankings. Kyogo averaging a seven and he's barely in the top ten because so many other players are standing out week to week. Aidan, that tells you something, doesn't it? Yeah, it does show like how strong quite a lot of the team have been, whereas obviously last year, particularly at the start when the squad was quite thin, maybe you could argue that sometimes Kyogo was almost carrying the team at times. And uh, key examples being his goals in the League Cup final, etc. But this season, there's been a lot of players contributing, which, which is only a positive thing, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you need, if you're going to have a successful season, you want to be hoping that lots of players are performing to their best. And that's where that shows, given that uh, stats wise, Kyogo's not really that different to last year. So, no, I only see that as a positive person. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Lamont there, I didn't think there'd be any disagreement with Carter Vickers, but he says no, he's out for months. He was out for. Th- Two Champions League games and two league games. Again, Miles, he's played he's played hundreds. Um so bye. Uh, and he's solid. And with uh, his eyes tell him Ralston does deserve his yeah. spot in the top five. Um Stephen MacArthur saying Jack and Max and Kyogo are rightfully not in the top five, but as strikers, one of them should have been performing. The thing is, just because you're not in the top five doesn't mean you've not been performing. As I say, Kyogo's average rating is the same as what it was last year. So, and, and he is still, I mean, he's still scored seven opening goals. Um, but is it many for the season? Is it now nine? Um, ten? Yeah. can't remember. But he has started well statistically. Obviously, there's some high-profile misses in there in the Champions League in particular. But to me, him being eighth doesn't mean he's not been playing well. It just means that there's been a lot more players this year to contend with him. Uh, in terms of putting in the performances week in, week out. Yeah. Beach Boys coming in here, Sean, just to label yeah, the point. Uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, so that's... And that means a lot, because Beach Boys is not a spreadsheet fan, so if he's defending <laughs> his spreadsheet, he must be getting annoyed with people. <laughs> yeah, he did say that earlier on, he's not a spreadsheet fan, but I think it's... I also think it's a brilliant talker, isn't it? And... Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not saying that this is by far in the way that the, the best Celtic players' ratings uh, this season. It's our version of it. Everybody's mm-hmm. will be different, but it's our version of it in terms of making it some kind of, you see, not not an exact science, but you know, 
doing something, you know, a kind of average rating of players as our eye test, all three of us. So I mean, Andrew Gillia says, uh, as he says, all our spreadsheets, yeah. that, which is a fair point. The, the, the way that the rationale for this for the get-go was we're going to do the detailed ratings every game anyway. Yeah. Well, so I figured, why not collate them? Why not yeah. average them out? And then just basically put them to you guys, do, a, do an article on it, give you some stats and just stoke some debate. Now, the reason that I think that's, Sorry, I'm not going to use the word better, but the reason that I prefer this method is because anybody could just wait until the end of a a block of games, and then recency bias kicks in and all that, and you end up you'll end up with like McGregor not being in it because he's been out for a few games, that kind of thing, and just saying, all right, well, this is who I think has been really good, but if you're doing it on a game by game thing, you've no choice but to rate them on that game. Yeah. So ultimately, although it is an opinion because it's a subjective detailed player rating. When you're averaging them out, there's a certain kind of there's a certain pattern will emerge. Now, whether that's your bias for Joe Hart, Tony, or whether it's my bias for Greg Taylor yeah. or whatever, notwithstanding, I still I still prefer that method than just me, maybe me, you and Tony, and uh, me, you and Aiden, sorry, just saying to each other, right, there's my top ten, there's my top fifteen, uh, and then just saying, right, that's 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 who it is without any sort of justification. So Aiden, I find it difficult to mark Joe Hart. Because there's lots of times not doing anything, you know, and then Sean will always query and say seven Joe Hart. Aye, it's yeah. my pet peeve, Tony. It's my yeah. pet peeve. He's not done anything. How can he get a yeah, seven? But, I mean, well, he's not done anything wrong. He's know, not that, done anything. I have a lot of things. Exactly. So how do you mark? If you don't do anything wrong for a keeper, to me, that's coming out claiming crosses, making a lot of saves. But there's games he's made zero saves. Even how do you mark a guy that hasn't done anything? You know. So not six, really you didn't tell him, give him a six, that's what you do. Hey, how do you mark a guy that's not really done anything? That's, I'm getting out of good questions yeah. today. Hey, I think probably with Hart, a six most of the time, I would say is probably fair. But then he does have games that he can pull off really good saves. It's difficult in Scotland, as we all know, that a lot of the time he won't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in the Champions League games, there's a couple of times he's maybe not performed to quite... He's sort yeah, of probably even his current level. I know he's obviously getting a bit older, but I'm sure he would have even been disappointed with some of the performance. I'm thinking away to Leipzig, etc. Yeah. And obviously, uh, he, he kicked the ball right to the guy. So I'd imagine in that game, Tony, I, I don't know if you can remember what individual rating you gave him there, but I'd imagine it'd have been quite low. What game was that? The Leipzig game. Leipzig game. Let's see, with the home or away win? The first one or second one, sorry. The, the I wasn't one. on that. I was in Tenerife at that time. Oh, so yeah, it, that was, it was my good self and I ah. can't confirm I gave him a five, Aiden. So. Five, yeah, yeah. So, like, that'd be a kind of, for a performance like that, because he did make some good saves as well, but overall that's probably fair. Mm-hmm. So, it's probably might seem to some people a wee bit harsh sometimes if he's getting, like, a six. It's only, only one mark above that when he's not really done anything wrong but mm-hmm. if he's not been involved really at all it's hard to tell so yeah right. I would say a 6 or a 7 is, is probably okay if it's a game he's quite quiet get off that fence Aiden. get off that <laughs> fence you've just agreed with the two is it the one timer uh, somebody was asking about I can't find the comment but about Leila Bada's actual marks and I mean I've got them in front of me and the ones that all the games that qualify for it I said there was a three game stretch Um the uh, Dundee United Ross County Rangers games that was an 8, a 7 and a 9 but apart from that he's not had an 8, a 7 or a 9 again this season 
Um, it's been five sixes and fours, so that kind of explains why he's ended up solo, even though a lot of that has come. I, I mean, one of a couple of those games he scored, but that's not to say, Tony, that he's actually had a good game, if you yeah, know what I mean. True. Um, so, yeah, Beach Boys is saying he knows every reporter's way of thinking. Everybody starts at a seven. They play well or score, they get marked off to do some bad, they get a mark off. I'm actually, I start at a six. Tony, would you start at? I don't start at anything, actually. I don't, uh, I just, uh, I find that, kind of because I think your bias kicks in then, you know, as mm-hmm. well. A run of the mill performance to me is a six. So you yeah. start on a six. And if you do something, you're kind of verging down to a five. If you do something wrong, uh, do something good, you're, you're verging up the way. Um, so I, I don't think, a, I think a seven is a good performance. I think a seven is a, maybe not an excellent display, but a seven is a good performance if you mm. give somebody a seven. Yeah. Okay. I'll bear that in mind, boss. <laughs> <laughs> do you know I agree? Do you know I think a seven's a good mark? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, but I, a seven's a I, good mark. I, I still think that you can have a seven and be just better than, than average, whereas if you're hitting mm-hmm. eights and nines, then you're, you know, you're, you've been excellent. You know, but a, a seven, I still think seven is, is a decent performance, I, but, you know, and... and On the subject that's... of nines, Tony, mm-hmm. there has been only two players to have got a nine rating on th- more than two occasions so far. Carter Vickers has to be one of them. Nope, he's oh. he's he's almost exclusively eights, just constantly. Right. Okay, uh, well, I'll say Jota then. Jota is one of them. Aiden, do you want to guess at the other? Do you remember actually? If you re- you you've read them, I know you read them through. So uh, do you remember? Uh, was that a bad? Was that a bad? Did a bad again? No, no, a bad has only had the, the nine the once. Um, I would have thought it would be Taylor, maybe. It is Taylor. My Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, because uh, I'm I'm basing it on forum and. Taylor's been outstanding for mm-hmm. the last few while, so I'm taking it that that's been in the last while. And Jota as well has, since he came back against Livingston, has been pretty terrific. So I'm kind of Aye, with, with Taylor. With Taylor, there's been the, the the game. See, the only games that Taylor's really not been that great is the games that where everybody's not really been that great. St. Mirren yeah. and, and Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's the kind of two main ones where I think you get a five. And then there was another six, and then I think most of them have been sevens and eights, and then those three nines as well. So, yeah. I mean, I, I was surprised that he was that he never broke into the top five. But then when you look at the guys above him, Ralston, the only one I thought maybe that he was yeah, swiped right. But then again, when you said there, Tony, when you think about Ralston's actually done when he's been there for he's nearly eight hundred minutes, it's it's virtually been eights. Yeah, and I, and I don't think the Celtic supporters would disagree with that, would they? In terms of uh, Ralston's output, Aiden. I think it's been pretty first class. Uh, yeah, when Ralston's played, uh, he's put in some really good performances. And it's been sort of, you know, tough games when they've had to dig in. We're thinking St Johnston away, etc. Uh, obviously, when they get the goal in the last minute. So, I, I, yeah, it, it makes sense why Ralston's there. Even though he's maybe not played as much as other players, it's based off sort of like average ratings collated. And when he's came in, he's... I can't really think of a, a game where he struggled really this season when he came in. So he's maybe not always been the standout guy, but he's never really let, any, let the team down. So St Mirren is the only game. Anybody that played in that St Mirren game, yeah, struggled. So yeah, that's um, only one. Really. I go back but, uh, to uh, on that Livingston game with that opening goal where mm-hmm. Ralston, Taylor, Kyogo, the yeah, epitome yeah. of uh, the inverted fullback and attacking system working to perfection and that's the kind of thing that Ralston and Taylor have been producing lately in my in my eye test mm-hmm. and I, I remember asking Ange the question about that goal specifically 
and he kind of flashed one of those grins and was kind of, he was really, I, I said that goal would have pleased you greatly and he was just kind of like nodding sagely as if, yeah, that was, that's what I want. You know, because that, that, that's a brilliant goal, that because Celtic played it around, then Ralston got it on the right, played it inside to Taylor, who came inside, Fred Kyogo, touch out his feet, bang, it's in the top corner, and slick, it was quick, yep. and uh, on a surface like that, I, I, you know, it's not goal of the season per se, but it's certainly in my, my top three or top five of Celtic goals this season, because I, I really did think that that epitomised what, what Ange was, was talking about, you know, so... Uh, Andrew Galea coming in saying eights and nines are a dominant performance. That's, that's the way I look at it. A six is an, a kind of average, not done anything really that that poor. A seven is a good display. An eight was excellent. A nine is superb. And a ten, I don't think it exists, Tony, unless you get a hat trick in the World Cup final, with Champions League mm-hmm. final, that kind of thing. I'm just going to throw Edward Wyavos, who's just says, Tony says, like the Sydney Opera House. I'm, I'm, I'm liking that comment, Edward. That's. <laughs> Um, we've got an interesting one here from um, from Michael Ross saying, have, have I done a spreadsheet based on just Champions League performances? No, I've not, but I can easily do it because it's, it's all there. I've got the games listed below so I can check what games it was. So it's only six games. I, I should be able to do that pretty easily. In fact, something anybody else is interested in as well um, could just average them out. The the Champions League performances, that not everybody will qualify for it because not everybody played enough in the Champions League probably, but I easily could do it, aye. Um, on the, there's one guy be mentioned a few times here that we, we kind of skated past him because uh, he's not played all that much, but he obviously met the minutes threshold, um, and that's the man Aiden who is in thirteenth. Alexandro Bernabe. So what have you made of him so far? And are you surprised he's thirteenth, or are you thinking that's probably fair given he's he's played all right when he's been called upon? Yeah, I'm not surprised that he has kind of made made it into the overall twenty-one players because he, he's first of all, like you said, he's done okay and he has probably start has to rack up the minutes of it. So, yeah, I thought he's been all right. I thought probably his best performance was maybe the game against Tibbs at Celtic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there was some kind of, not arguments, but discussion at that time about how that maybe wasn't the best sample size to analyse him on because it was the ideal game for a Celtic fullback. Very open, didn't really have to defend that much. And he could just kind of get forward when he wanted not have to worry about any repercussions then we've seen and even the, the Everton game uh, on the, the recent uh, match mm-hmm. he was out of position a few times oh no sorry no, it wasn't the Everton game it was the Sydney game Sydney uh, game uh, the Sydney game he kind of played it like a friendly I think rather yeah, than playing it, was, it, was, it, was, it was meant to play it he kind of just patched his defensive <laughs> uh, so yeah I think he's, he's been alright but it's definitely Greg Taylor's jails and I think they're well, a long way to go to be honest I, I don't think that that's the problem though isn't it the fact that Greg Taylor is, is excellent yeah. uh, again this yeah. season um, yeah. but when, when Bernabe's actually played it's, yeah. you mentioned the Hibs game he didn't get an 8 out of 10 for that he also got an 8 out of 10 for the St Johnston game yeah, um, he played the assist so, for Jack and Marcus last yeah, minute winner. You know, he just kept yeah. playing to the whistle. The boy went down and he didn't think yeah, he didn't he stop. As they, the ball as across, say, right? You know, yeah. so um, I, I so he's not played. He wasn't. I mean, he wasn't that close to not meeting the cut off for the minutes. Um, as I say, Forrest was the closest to the cut off. But when he has played, he's played. He's played well for the most part. I think the the Hearts game where he gets subbed off at half time after getting the penalty given against him and stuff. Um, I mean, he played the full half, so that does count into the into the ratings. Um, but he got five for that because obviously he gave away a penalty, whether we think it was a penalty or not. And uh, he got taken off at half time, so he never even did a chance to kind of 
get him get himself back up the the, the ratings. But for the most of the rest of the games, he's he's played well. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that there. <laughs> Beach boys, I've got a sneaky feeling Sean has already sent the TCW Player of the Year trophy away to get Taylor's name engraved. Potentially, couldn't possibly comment. Uh, talking about bias, eh, Danny? Uh, talking about bias, eh? There you go. <laughs> I've put him sixth just to throw you off the scent, that's what it is. <laughs> indeed. indeed. Uh, right, Tony, we've, we've not mentioned a couple of other ones in this top ten before Go we on. before we, we, wrap, up. we wrap it up. I'll throw three names at you. Go on. Uh, Rail Hatati, mm-hmm. Matt O'Reilly, Jota. Right order. Hey, uh, do you know what? I, I thought maybe O'Reilly would have been top three. Right. And Hatati would be top five. Mm-hmm. So I think you can... Uh, at whose expense? Ralston and McGregor, maybe? Probably Ralston and McGregor, only because McGregor's been out and has... But I know, as you say, they played every minute. Uh, the, then, the, you thing, know, so. the thing with being injured is you're at your rating can of dip. Yeah, so yeah, so that that's all. That's the only caveat I would add to that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, Riley fourth and a tatty seven. You mm-hmm. know, I, I can't as I say, I can't really disagree with the top eight there. Mm-hmm. In order of preference, would maybe beg to differ on that. You know, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know my thoughts on O'Reilly. I think he's a fantastic footballer, and I also think Hatati has shown some wonderful levels of of skill. Mm-hmm. Aiden's nodding there. Uh, the last game in particular, uh, with the one-two-one, that was a real slog. I think Hatati showed some real class. Definitely. Yeah, uh, especially he set up Turnbow, and then it was just his wee give and go. That saw Haxabanovic bend it around Ross County, wasn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. to, if yep. I remember, you know. I think big players uh, come to the fore when you need them most. And I thought those two that day, O'Reilly and Hatati, were terrific that day. Haxabanovic was very good as well. Uh, you know, so, uh, and they made that happen that day, O'Reilly and Hatati. And, you know, Celtic dug out three points when they needed it most, when it they could easily have, I think Anne said it afterwards, didn't he? He said they could easily have chucked it and said it wasn't their day mm-hmm. because they were the victim of a, another kind of controversial, dubious penalty decision, but yeah. they kept going. And I thought that in particular, those two, Sean, that day, O'Reilly and Hatati, in my opinion, you know, they were very, both, very um, Both played a lot of football in the McGregor absence because yes. really, even with rotation and even with maybe taking people off early and stuff, the two of them have started, what was that I said again, 12 consecutive games now, or was it 13 now? I can't remember, it was one or the other, um, which is both of their longest run at Celtic, obviously, but also both their longest run since a considerable mm. time ago. Um, so, in terms of Hatati, remember he won our player of pre-season, Tony, because he was yeah. outstanding. In pre- Matt yeah, O'Reilly yeah. was superb in pre-season, and it took something special to beat him out of that. And I know it was only kind of half a laugh, but it was the same method. And uh, Hatati was just obscenely good in pre-season, hmm. and he carried that into the start of the season as well. So it was only really maybe see the Shakhtar Real Madrid Livingston kind of games where he, he kind of went through a wee bit of a dip, and that's kind of ended up with him outside the top five. Um, but the last couple of games have showed, especially the Ross County game, as you say, have shown he's getting back to that kind of that influential best. Um, Aidan, come to you with the next one up, Matt O'Reilly. Yeah, I thought Matt O'Reilly might be a wee bit, uh, maybe slightly higher, maybe just swapped with Ralston probably there. Uh, I would quite agree with Carter Vickers and Jota being at the top. 
I, I actually just thought, I know you asked me about it, but just in terms of Hitati, that uh, he so far for me has probably been my player of the season. Right. Just in terms of, I think his performance has been brilliant. Had a slight dip that you mentioned uh, with the three games, but mm-hmm. overall, he's been excellent. And that goal he scored against Motherwell in the League Cup, mm-hmm. uh, when he just sort of. Don't fuck I the side goal. I side goal. It was uh, one of the sort of best bits of skill I've seen in front of goal for a while. So overall, I, I would say apart from me, but really spot my Alston, really was spot on. That will be the two. When I ask you to use to pick your goals of the season, that's two contenders as you've got for it right away already. Um, so I mean, we mentioned Jota. I, I don't. I, I don't really know what else to say about him in, in the entry. Um, I called him a virtuoso footballer who combines outstanding technical skill with a born entertainer's lust for applause and in the raw output of a cold-blooded killer. Because there's like the, usually when you see a player of Jota's ilk, especially fairly a fit, like, almost a rookie in, in senior football, sort last year. You're seeing it again this year. He's even better. He's going to get a double-double again. A goals and assists. It's bound to happen, barring injury. Usually when it's a, a, a silky player like that. They kind of maybe lack a wee bit in terms of actual output, in terms of goals and assists. They flatter to deceive a wee bit. But he's the opposite. He just constantly gets goals, constantly gets assists, constantly creates chances. And to to be in to be the type of player that he is in the position that he's in and consistently be the top one, two, and three of an average rating thing, which by nature is subjective and you've seen it with Abada, by nature a winger will drift in and out of games. I just think that's to his eternal credit, Tony. Sean, he just loves playing football. He loves scoring goals. He loves setting up goals. He hated that spell when he was out injured. Hated mm-hmm. it. Came back against Livingston and scored. You saw the joy in his face. You saw that picture when he ran to the, the older lady. You know, that wonderful picture. You know, just... And also, see, for me, see celebrating a goal in, in the Bernabeu, even though it's a consolation, mm-hmm. that's what football's all about. doesn't matter. You Big players do big things. And he, he produced a wonderful free kick against a world-class goalkeeper and celebrated it the way you should. You know, how many players would have just went, ah, well, consolation, you know, that's that. But, mm. you know, he, he did a special thing in a special arena and, uh, you know, and, and yeah, and it was, it was a personal thing for him. It was kind of a culmination of a wee dream. Mm. And if people can't see that and they can't understand that, then I don't know what they're watching. You know, that, that, as you say, this is a, this is a born entertainer. And he tries to entertain every time he goes out. But you see with the, the cold-bloodedness of a killer at times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, can't get the it. two of them. He loves it. Uh, can't get two of them confused. And he does love it in that. And I think, see, watching on, I think there's, there's a Jota in everybody, isn't there? There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a child footballer in him, that street footballer, and you're beating a player and all that. But there's the adult footballer in where you're, the, you know, consummate professional. Mm-hmm. No, others would unfairly label you a, a show pony or a sand dancer, but he's neither <laughs> nor. You know, he's neither nor. You know, no. and what he is, Tony. What he is is the most talented player in Scottish football. Yeah. I, I know he's not top of these rankings, but that doesn't mean he's right. not the most talented. He's the, he's the most talented player in Scottish football. Yeah, Aiden Wingers dip sometimes in form, but I think uh, Jota takes it as a personal slight if he has a dip in form. Yeah, I think you can see that and. Obviously, his injury did clearly get to him, like you mentioned, because straight away when he came back in against Livingston, he scores and he was going absolutely crazy. So, mm. yeah, the wingers, we, we know what it's like. But it's not often that Jota is inconsistent, but they're always going to have games where they're maybe just not quite at it. 
even if the team still gets a good result and has a positive performance, there can be games that if you're a winger for the club that it just maybe doesn't happen for you. But there's not very many of them for Jota. And when he does have one like that, the whole team's usually struggling. So, yeah, it, it, did, it, it did get to him when he wasn't scoring and he was out. You could see that. And you talk about goals of the season. I think Jota's goal against Rangers in the 4 0 game might be a Yeah, of course. It doesn't really get spoken about as much. People, I think, forget how how ludicrously brilliant that dink was. But and he, and he made it look easy. But do you know what makes it for me? It's a pass from O'Reilly. Aye, well, aye. you know, I, I and I and I mentioned this before as well. You know, people spoke about Dembele and how good he was and the goals he scored when he was at Celtic. But the the best thing he did for me was that pass that released Edward for his goal. Mm. You know, just moments like that that mark you out as a special footballer. And again, those two moments, O'Reilly's pass and the finish, mark those two out as special footballers and Celtic are lucky to have them. And I guess it's moments like that that put a smile on your face and exactly why you talk about them as goal of the season contenders, Aidan, and just, you know, uh, guys at the top of their game. I think uh, when you come to, we've talked about, there was a couple of comments about O'Reilly again. I'd say last year that I fully expected them to be in the podium positions this season. Mm. Now, with O'Reilly, I've said this in the, the entry as well, but you can kind of split his season into BC before Callum McGregor's injury <laughs> and then after Callum McGregor's injury. And while he was playing his kind of more natural position at the eight further forward, it was um it was basically like that that eight game opening stretch I say Tatati brought his preseason form into the into the, the actual season. So did O'Reilly. O'Reilly averaged eight, just averaged eight over that first like eight or nine games, five assists into the bargain. After McGregor got injured, which I think 11 games in or so, and to his credit as well, it was him that Postacoglu turned to with that responsibility to play slightly deeper and play the kind of, yeah. kind of Callum McGregor role. And he's averaging seven out of ten, which all right is a technically a dip of one full mark, but to get <laughs> seven out of ten consistently in 12 consecutive starts at what is a position that he's not used to is just, I just think it's magnificent. And... It's to his credit, as I say. Yeah, um, right, well, before we wrap up, because we're nearly going an hour here, it is a bumper power ranking special, but um, number one, best for last, Tony, Aidan, Cameron Carter-Vickers, won it last year, was our inaugural TCW Player of the Season. This season so far, Tony, you call him Carter, Cameron Carter-Vickers eight. <laughs> this season, he said one six rating, which was a Shakhtar game. And every other game has been either an eight or a seven, and there's been more eights than sevens. What more can you say? Tells you uh, doesn't it? I, I just think there's a there's a real dependency on him now, isn't there? But he's just a colossus, and he's solid, and he's so reliable, and he's you know I I don't think they've had a a presence like that since Bobo Baldi at the back of the pack, Aiden. And I, I think Cameron Carter Vickers's uh, consistency would probably yeah. Bobos, but certainly yeah, but in terms of presence, I, I get you. Yeah, I'm just talking about an actual physical presence, Aidan. You know, yeah, he's Carter Vickers has been exceptional uh, in terms of the whole, whole uh, option to buy on a loan deal, try before you buy type thing. He's been the perfect advert for that from start to finish. <laughs> the top, the top two, Aidan, the top yeah. two are um, I know, I know. Loan to buy ones, it's amazing. He's last season, they just came in, he was seamless. As uh, you were saying, obviously he was a TCW player of the year. This season as well, he's he's been phenomenal. So nothing but good things to say about Carter Vickers. And I just hope he's somebody that can stay at the club for a long time because he's a brilliant player. 
Kaiser says Cameron carp- uh, carpet slippers. Why does he say that? Because he strolls games in his jammies, guys. Because he strolls <laughs> games in his jammies. Um, I think I, I've kind of put it in the entry, but and I kind of referenced it earlier on talking about um, Jens. But that notion that you kind of you really realise how important a player is when they're not available. Seen that last year with Callum McGregor, and all right, this year O'Reilly's done a magnificent job of trying to cover that gap. But you still miss Callum McGregor. Let's not beat about the bush. Um, with Cameron Carter Vickers. He's missed, he missed three games in a row. I know he's missed four overall, but that was a kind of an, an, ex, an extra one. The three games in a row that he missed, and this is what I was saying earlier on, every other defender and the goalkeeper took a ratings dive across all of those three games while he was out. And I don't think that's a coincidence, Tony. The only no. one that didn't, Greg Taylor got seven once in those three games. He was the only defender or goalkeeper in those three games that Cameron Carter-Vickers wasn't there to actually go above a six. Um and I just don't think that's a coincidence. And you see now why it was him and not Joe Hart that get that armband, don't you? Yeah, without a doubt, indeed. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you know, he just he's as I said, yeah, he's, he's a colossus. He's just he's so consistent, and he's he's really taken to playing for Celtic, you know, and having not played a lot of first team football when he signed. But my goodness, it, it didn't show, did it? And I haven't had likes of was it six or seven loan spells he had? People sort of saying the kind of nomadic existence. He, he's just found a spiritual home and a football home and he's reveled in it and it's probably all he's ever craved in his career. Eric Wijnaldum told you that, didn't he? He I said that to you about that, how, how yeah, much of a that can make. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's a credit to him because uh, and he's embraced it and, he, and he's loving it and uh, long may it continue. Aidan, any last words for Cameron and Carter Vickers getting into the, the next one? Because the next ratings probably be the next international break. Um, whenever that is, can I remember off the top of my head? That's the usual times we do it anyway. Do you expect Carter Vickers to potentially still be at the summit? Ooh. That'll be a no then. That'll be a no. Where he's went there? The Dumbarton Wi Fi's went down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we were going to wrap it up anyway, Tony. Let's assume his answer was no, just just to get a wee bit of debate going. He thinks it's going to be Hatati, by the sounds of it. That was hilarious. Commentator's cursed there, Sean, eh, Victor? I throw it to you, Aidan. No, you won't. Right, well, we call it there, Tony, then. We'll call it there. We'll put this back up before we go, just to remind people, I suppose, won't we? Remind you guys of the Black Friday offer. I pound them. A pound for six months of full access. Can't say further than that. Hit the subscribe button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Really enjoyed that. I hope you've enjoyed it. The power rankings, uh, mm-hmm. it's it stimulates healthy debate. Sean, yeah. uh, for want of a better expression, but it's always good chatting. It's always great getting out uh, Andrew Galea. Yeah, indeed. It's always great getting your own opinions on it, guys. As we say, it's not, it's not foolproof, but yeah, we... We like to do it and we like to get a gauge your own opinion on that. It but does stop the debate, Tony. Michael Rossi, he's put that nugget in my head. I, I think I might do that as a newsletter. Yeah, or why something. not? That's a good um, one. Just yeah. quickly average out the, the Champions League scores and, and put but that to, to It's them. good to be back with the familiar surroundings of the wardrobe behind yeah. you and all that, guys. I uh, had a good time when I was away. That was great. Uh, and thanks to Sean and the guys for their help when I was out there as well. But yeah, it's uh, all good. And yep. we shall end it there. We'll be back tomorrow. No doubt we'll be talking about something. We always do. 
Mm-hmm. Lots of it, lots of preparation and effort goes into it. We just try and make it because if we know what we're talking about, eh? <laughs> <laughs> really interesting. Clearly, Aiden's not coming back. He's took the half or whatever. No, but Robert reckons Aiden's mum's grounded them and not the Wi-Fi. <laughs> but you never know. But guys, if you haven't already subscribed, do that. Pound for yep. six months. www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. If you have subscribed or you are a regular subscriber, thanks for everything. We really do appreciate it. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for your uh, thanks for your uh, subscription. We we do we yep. we don't just pay lip service to that. We we can't do it without you. And we appreciate it, and we know you. We hope you enjoy the the content that we produce on on the pods as well as the website. There's something there for everybody. Yep. Statistical data analysis. Sean's big on that. Your scouting reports. Yep. Big interviews. Features, big interviews. Yeah. Speaking of which, actually, I hope you've all tuned into Tony's big interview. We did our reset yesterday and went live yeah. on the channel, but there's also a, a written version, a written big interview with him, and a, a, a quite interesting uh, news, kind of a wee separate story, a wee tale about uh, his transfer to Celtic getting accidentally <laughs> divulged to the press by his uh, unsuspecting <laughs> wife. Uh, I'll let you find that on the news bit of the site. Um, Tony put that up as well. It was a great wee tale. And Sean... Maybe keep your eye out on the channel at some point. Yeah, bye. Get plenty of stuff. Plenty of stuff still um, still to come over the next few days. That'll be fine. He's back. <laughs> He's back to say goodbye. Oh, sorry about that. That was a Wi-Fi issue. Hello, actually. goodbye. <laughs> yes, in, in, in terms of the Beatles, hello, hello. I don't know why you say goodbye and say hello. Yeah, indeed. You saying cheerio, Aiden? We'll just yep, always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for that, Aiden. Yeah, thanks for your input there. That was brilliant. Really enjoyed it. You can tell it was good because that's nearly an hour, guys, and it's just flown in. So there yeah. you have it. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers Aiden. Guys. Cheers, Tony.